following is a production of Best in the World Sports, a division of Definitive Visions Multimedia. You're listening to the Green Over Everything podcast with Jonesy and my man Brown. Brown. Our team of choice made a huge move this week. We made a huge move in that we traded our franchise quarterback. A quarterback that we had, we did an entire show where we expressed our frustrations. Yeah, we, we did an entire show talking about that, yeah. Well, he's gone. Mm-hmm. My question to you, are you happy about it? No. Why are you I'm not, not happy? happy? I'm not happy about any of it. Are you are you just are are you happy that it came that it had to come to an end? I'm happy that I'm happy that the drama with that particular situation is over. Mm-hmm. I'm glad I'm happy that there's some sort of resolution at least at this point. Mm-hmm. But I'm not happy about any of anything that happened because, like it or not, Wentz is a very talented quarterback. Mm-hmm. You can't say that he's not when we've seen him play at the level that he's played in the past. Wentz was a guy you invested a lot into, both with draft picks moving up twice in that year to get get from 13 to 2 to draft them, and then with all of the money you guaranteed him, so that now moving him, moving him away, you have a about 30, approximately $34 million cap hit you have to eat this year which you're not getting any value on the field for. So you're $34 million worse as a team this season. I can't, I can't be happy about any of this. You can't be happy. I think I am. And it, probably most of it was unavoidable. Most of it was avoidable. Most of it was, most of it's due to mismanagement. Mismanagement, and I feel like what's frustrating is the mismanager. The guy in charge is still here. Yeah, the mismanager is still here. Mm-hmm. We've talked about this all season. All season, we talked about the fact that this this season was all about organizational failure. You watched a team fail in almost every aspect of the game. You see, you saw it fail in how it was built. You saw it fail in how it and how the players played on the field. You saw it fail in how the players were coached. Now in the offseason, coach is gone. Quarterback is gone. Uh as of Friday, the latest news is Deshaun Jackson's gone. Not really a factor, you know, really hasn't Deshaun, been a factor. It, it looks like the- Deshaun Jackson, Alshon Jeffrey, and Malik Jackson are all gone. all going to be gone. Mm-hmm. So there's going and there's I, going I to heard be a changes. Report as well that if Ertz isn't traded, he's expected to ask for his releases soon as well. Mm-hmm. So to me, what's frustrating about this is, I feel like Howie Roseman frustrates me. I don't know any other way to put it. The job that he has done since the since the Super Bowl win, 
I, ha- you know, of course mm-hmm. I'm going to give him credit for how he was able to build that team and bounce back and win that a was Super a well Bowl. constructed. That team was a well year. constructed team, but this team has gotten progressively worse since then. Mm-hmm. It's gotten worse in the contracts that he signed. It got worse in the players that he drafted. It got worse in the the personnel that he brought in to coach the players that he drafted and the players that he signed. Mm-hmm. And to me, I feel like if the Eagles seem to be to have their feet firmly planted in the ground, their feet are in the sand where it comes to where it comes to Howie Roseman. Like this is their guy. No, you know, we're going to make some moves, but this guy's not moving. He's not going anywhere. And to me, I'm like I just I at this point, I want the moves that they made this season, this offseason to be a referendum on Howie Roseman. Like okay, you made the, you know, the team struck you had a playoff team for the last 3 seasons. They won the Super Bowl, they lost in the division, then they lost in the divisional round, then they lost in the wild card. Then they didn't make the playoffs at all. Now you have a team that didn't make the playoffs. Now you're ready to rebuild. Now we're going to see, we're giving you an opportunity to rebuild. And I want this I want this offseason to be a referendum on Howie Roseman. And what frustrate what frustrates me is the fact that I don't think it's going to be. Well, I don't think I'll go the other way because I don't think it ha- there's any choice but for it to all be on Howie Roseman at this point. Mm-hmm. Because at this point you're looking at his third coach in the last several years. Mm-hmm. Pro- how many quarterbacks? Bradford, Wentz, Hurts. We're hearing talk that they're going to be looking maybe into a veteran quarterback or drafting one this year. So you can't keep going through that many changes and you be the one constant without it eventually coming to the If you're the only constant and you're responsible for all the other things that we've tried to change going on, the problem is you. And I think that's what frustrates me. It's like because a process of elimination. That, and we're, we're at a point where there's no there's that's, nothing, yeah. no element left to eliminate but Howie Roseman at this but, point. But that's what frustrates me because you're absolutely right, and I don't believe that that's going to change. I'm saying what I'm saying is I, I hear you in your desire to go the other way, and mm-hmm. I'm saying what so you I say we're at a point where we where you where unless Mister Laurie is loyal to a point of foolishness. Yes. Yes. Unless he's unless he's loyal to that point. Yes. Where that, he's that, I, I think to yes. ignore all logic and objectivity yeah. and yes. just yes. be blindly loyal. Yes. <laughs> then we're at a point where he has to accept that the general manager who's overseeing all the other elements that repeatedly have to be changed. I, I, I feel like look at what, look at what has been happening. I think that that, I, I think that that's exactly you. When you look at the steps that this team took 
to acquire Carson Wentz. Mm-hmm. To then back Carson Wentz financially to say, hey, you know, we're making the moves because we believe that this is our franchise quarterback. This is the guy. And, who they, lead- and they gave him the extension yes. two years before they had to. Yes. I'm saying. Remember that as well. Yes. Yes. After the injury. Yes. He comes back. They haven't really got the chance to see if he's going to be fully back to who they think he can be. They give him the extension anyway. Yes. Exactly. And to me, I feel like that, that, the fact that this soon after they make that move, they are willing to get rid of him. Mm-hmm. To me, that is the blind loyalty that you're talking about. That is the blind loyalty that you're talking about because it's like, okay, this was the guy. And it wasn't that long ago. We're not talking about Donovan McNabb at the end. We're not talking about a 30-plus-year-old Donovan McNabb when it was time to move on from him, when it's like, okay, we've gotten as far as we can go with Donovan. You know, it's it's time. This, this his isn't... extension is just about to kick in. He just played his fifth year of his, his rookie contract, mm-hmm. his four years plus the – Plus the option, yeah, yeah. the fifth year option. That's what he just completed. So we're look. He got paid at the end of his third year, going into his fourth year. So two years ago, because yeah, they paid him two years early. Yes. In those two years, where they could have been in wait and see mode, had control of him, wouldn't have been a fr- even a franchise situation. If they had waited post-injury to see if he returned to form, this would have been a much easier situation to walk away from. But they didn't even do that. I, I feel like. So I'm wondering at what point did it just go from he's the guy to there's no way we can salvage this. Let's take whatever we can get and run. How'd that happen in two seasons? It should How'd that happen in two seasons and the person that oversaw that still has a job? To me, that's the blind loyalty that I'm talking about. Where it's like, okay, this has gotten as bad as you can get for a team that won a Super Bowl three seasons ago. And it's not like, and and the difference is, it's not like, it's not like, it's not like this is a this was just such a veteran heavy team at the end of its run getting that one last shot of glory. Like yes, there were a lot of veterans on that team three years ago. Mm-hmm. But, you know, Ertz was entering his prime. Or or Ertz was either entering his prime Ertz or was, was prime. three years ago yeah. he was twenty seven years old. He's thirty now. Is he thirty now? Okay, Ertz, Ertz is in his prime. Ertz is in his prime. Ertz is in his, Ertz is in his prime. Selleck was at the end. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. You had Car- Trey Burton three years yeah, ago. Yeah, Trey Burton. Ah. Forgot. Wow, how can I forget the guy who made the pass at uh, the Philly special? My bad, Trey mm-hmm. Burton. It's all right. When they get rid of Wentz, they'll bring it. You when had they, when... Torrey Smith, who was older, but still mm-hmm. had a that last little bit of gas yeah. left in the tank. You you had you had veterans, but you still had you you had your quarterback, 
Mm-hmm. You know, you still had Lane Johnson's a little bit younger. Yes, uh, yes, uh, Jason Peters was long in the tooth, but at that point, you know, it it was you had a you had a mixture. And it's like, Brooks had not repeatedly destroyed his Achilles at that point, but no, it, you still had Big V to replay in play mm-hmm. in place of mm-hmm. Jason Peters. You still, but the point that I the point that I am making is. Kelsey wasn't sh- quite as long of the two. It should not have fallen apart. Th- it should not have fallen this far, this fast. From the point it where it does, if you just sit, th- sit pat, thinking, okay, I put this roster together that won a Super Bowl in seventeen, we're good. If you think, but we're, but the guy, we've, we've arrived now. If but you, if you think that, yeah, it'll fall but, apart real fast. But the guy who thought that still has a job, and he's now run everybody else out. Mm-hmm. Quarterback might not have thought that. Coach might not but, have thought that. They're both gone. But see, here's the thing: the fact that you just said it—that he has run everybody else out now—is why I say we're finally at a place where you have to look at him. There's nobody else left that you can blame but Howie Roseman. And guess what? We as fans, you and I, Jonesy and Brown, because in the end we won't we won't be in the press box. They ain't give they ain't giving us passes. Cause we you won't, never know. They might. They ain't giving us passes. Let me tell you something. That we'll have no stories done, no podcasts recorded, no interviews done, but every last stitch of food that's in that press box <laughs> will be gone. Every last stitch of food will be gone. All the drinks will be gone. All that whole that whole don't cheer in the press box thing. Yeah, the hell with that. So we'll be leaving we'll see- jo- Brown home. It'll be Josie in the <laughs> It'll be Josie. No, no, no. You, you know, we'll be sitting up there. People be looking at us, you know, Ru- Ruben Frank ice grilling us. Les Bowen want to take a swing at it. Well, Take a swing at me, because you'll probably want to sit on the other side. But like I don't know him. Supposed Sounds to, about right. He's supposed to be my homie, though. But it's all right, though. <laughs> we supposed to be fam, but you know it's all good. But but nonetheless, I, I guess the the point is, you know, I I hear what you're saying, and I understand what it should be. Like mm-hmm. this should be this should be Howie on the hot seat, but I don't feel like he is, and that's what frustrates me. I don't feel I I absolutely agree with you that he should be. Yeah, I just feel like it's gone so to far enough to we're at a point mm-hmm. where there's no choice but for his seat to be hot. It it shouldn't be, but I think the fact that we have gotten to this point, like the fact that we have gotten to this point should be proof enough that Howie shouldn't be here. The case as to why they needed to clean house. This was last season was an organizational failure. I don't trust Howie Roseman with the number six pick in the draft. I don't. I don't trust number how- six is harder to mess up than sixteen. You're absolutely right. You're I'm ab- not saying I trust him. He he has done nothing to earn anyone's trust in mm-hmm. anything. Yes. But I just think six is harder to mess up than 16. Once again, 
This is not where we disagree. This is not where we disagree. He shouldn't have. It, it shouldn't be as hard of a decision. It shouldn't be. This shouldn't be what, something he screws up. But something tell. But if there's some, if there's a general manager who will screw this up, it will be Howie Roseman. If you want to see a Jonesy and Brown podcast where we sit here and rip a number six pick in the draft, that draft pick might be made by Howie Roseman. Because right now, I feel like this fan base is a mess. This fan base is a mess. And I, and for me, like this, this is like, this is, I'm having straight old man moments now. Old man moments because I feel like I'm watching things happen now. Like, like you and I, we're both on Twitter. I, I engage with Eagles Twitter a little bit more than you do. I enjoy having peace in my life. I, I hate peace. I got four kids, so I, I don't know what peace looks like. I'm married with four kids. I haven't seen peace in close to 20 years. As an Eagles fan, I haven't seen peace ever. But the, the, the fact of the matter is, it's like I'm watching... I feel like now, I've, I've probably been on Twitter close to 10 years now. And I'm watching people come full circle. People who I've been friends with, people who I've interacted with for a long time, finally see that some of this stuff never changes. Especially with this fan base. And it's like, look, it is what it is. This is what we signed up for. You know, it's like... I, I I always find it hilarious when an, when a Philly fan tries to tell me that Philly fans aren't fickle. Like they'll get a like, oh, you're dissing the fan base. How could you say? Like, bruh, I say it because I'm 44 years old and I've watched it. I say, hey, the most popular player in this city will always be the backup quarterback. That's true. You know, and and here's the thing. That's, I mean, and unless your quarterback threw five touchdowns that day, the backup, he's the hero. The backup will always be. First of all, and there are fans. There are fans in this. There are fans in this city where if your if your quarterback throws five touchdowns, there will be at least a hundred Eagles fans will say the backup could have thrown six. And you can't and, even argue that. And you, you can't argue that. And you're seeing it now. Carson Wentz is gone. Carson Wentz is a cult. Carson Wentz ain't our problem anymore. Guess what? There are already people cheering for whoever they draft to replace Hurts. There are, and and, and you sitting there and you're laughing because you Not know who it. They draft to replace Wentz. Who they draft to replace Hurts. Yes, and we've already moved on. We've already moved, moved on to. On we've already moved on to who can we get to replace Jalen Hurts? There is he a, doesn't even get a fair shot as a starter. No, and the thing is, it's like I've been critical of Hurts. We've both been critical of Hurts. I say at bet, at, but I also admit that I don't know if we have seen enough of him. To say that he can't play, he can't be no. a player. 
it's it's a solid I just don't know. Yeah. Yes. Yes. And it's, I haven't I haven't seen enough to say, yeah, he is a player, he's a stud. But I haven't seen enough to say he can't play either. It's, it's just like, okay, I've seen some things, he can do some see, things, but see, he didn't do some things. Seen some things yeah. I like. Seen some things I like. Seen he some things some I didn't real like. Good first halves. He had some real bad second halves. Mm-hmm. But Carson had some real bad sec- first halves and some real good second halves. Yeah. So, bottom line is, bottom line is, you know, you look at that, you look at that Eagles season as a whole. Jalen Hurts in four games got you the same results Carson Wentz would have gotten you differently. Mm-hmm. Carson Wentz, you know, Jalen Hurts didn't do anything that Carson Wentz couldn't have done just differently. You know, you look at the. I agree. The, the bottom line, I think people were swayed by the fact that they jumped out on the Saints early. They came in that first start was the Saints. The Saints were the hottest, one of the hottest teams in the league, and Jalen Hurts had their and, quarterback out. They had their quarterback out, but okay. but nonetheless, you once again you out here getting hung up on nuance and context and caveats and qualifiers. You know, stuff called facts. Stuff called facts. No, ain't nobody got time for that. <laughs> nonetheless, but but nonetheless, fans saw that. Fans fans jumped at the fact that they saw the fact that they jumped out to a big lead on the Saints early in the first half. Mm-hmm. Whoa, we got our guy. I don't need to see anymore. Bye, Carson. It's time. You know, it's time for the hurt. It, it, we in the hurts business now. It's time for Jay. It's Jalen time. What did the second half of that game look like? You, you know damn well what the second half of that game looked like. Just ask him. You, you, you know darn well. You 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 know exactly. And you know what happened in the weeks following that. What was that game? Uh, was that the last game of the season? Where was it? Like like Jalen's very first pass was that big, long bomb to uh, Deshaun Jackson? To Deshaun Jackson, he played. He had that big long. Oh yeah, he did have that one play. He had that one play, and then he sat for the rest of the game. Yeah, I forgot. Yeah, exactly. But people saw that. Oh my God, we got our deep threat. Oh, how come Carson never did that all season? Oh, bye Carson. Peace. See you later. Don't let the doorknob hit you in the behind and on your way out. We got our guy. Funny thing is, actually, anytime Deshaun actually played with Carson, they showed great chemistry. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he just but, never he played one he played played one full game mm-hmm. in his two seasons mm-hmm. with returned to Philly. Yeah, one full game, one, two years, one game. That's what we got. All that money. He, he, he appeared in eight games. Played played one full. Played one, but none. But the point that I am making is that we don't know what we, we don't know what we have. As much as I hate that cliche. I hate that saying in football. We have no clue. Yeah, but the truth is we have no clue what we have. And there are it's, already it's people. A kid who was a second-round pick, went to some big-time schools, won some games, but also got benched because he had some flaws. Mm-hmm. So. And there's nothing in – there's there was nothing in what he did – as a a pro player in the four games in the four game sample size that we have, that those flaws that got him benched in college have been corrected. The fact of the matter is, we sit here and we say 
car, you know, anybody who watches, who actually watched the Philadelphia Eagles play, Carson Wentz was at his best when he was coached. Mm-hmm. When he, when there were people working on his mechanics, when there were people trying to get him to address his flaws. So if you're saying you're bringing in, a, you have a flawed quarterback, and are, what is it about this coaching staff and the player personnel that this general manager can, uh, can, uh, can bring in that says, hey, you know what, hey, you know they can. They can address this. What do you, you know, are you going to put players around him that are that weapons around him that can protect him? Let's see, JB, I'm looking at the clock mm-hmm. and we're probably going to have to call it a day soon. All right, that's fine but, with me. That's fine with me. I hear you. And the thing is, the heart of the problem is where we started. We're going to keep circling back to. I don't trust Howie to get it right. Exactly, real. My, I don't. My, no matter out, what the situation is. Shout out to my man Sonny, and we'll, we'll, I, I want to put this out here as as we begin to wrap up. The point that he said he says I'm glad Carson is gone. We need to start fresh. I don't necessarily disagree with that. The fact of the matter is, I don't trust the person we're start the, the person in charge of starting fresh. And I, and I think, to your point, uh, to agree with you, that mm-hmm. that would be the thing that would make me feel better would have mm-hmm. been if before Doug got fired, before Carson got traded, would have been that the guy who was pulling the trigger on these bad decisions the last few years, mm-hmm. if Howie, moved, Howie Roseman would have been impeached and removed from office. <laughs> If that if that would have gone down, then I'd feel better about the reset mm-hmm. and it being in different hands. But mm-hmm. as long as it's the same guy making the decisions, I don't know why I should spe- expect the same guy to do differently than his track record has shown. I I I to me I feel like I agree. The fact that how. The fact that Howie is still here puts a, an asterisk on this whole on my expectations for this offseason. I feel like he's putting himself in a situation where he has to hit some home runs. And and you're you this is the the back half of your lineup. You're looking at your number eight your, your number seven and your number eight hitter, and you need some clutch hits. And you're mm-hmm. looking at, and this is somebody who doesn't hit for power, hasn't hit the long ball in a long time, and you need home runs. But these are guys that bat 248 with seven home runs over the season. The, the problem is like you look, I need, who was the last home run that Howie Roseman drafted? Last home run probably was Carson Wentz. And you're right, but in retrospect, considering the entirety of that situation, that's that's more like a triple off the wall than a home run. It was an inside the park home run you, off three you errors. Got the, you got the Super Bowl, mm. but immediately thereafter, it, it all went. To it crap. all went exactly, exactly. It's like I, I don't trust this dude, and that's the problem. You know, it, it's like that. Like this is this is. This, I can't feel comfortable. 
this has probably been it. it I, will, I will put it to you like this, and, and because I, I know we're up against it, but I want I want to kind of put this out there. I, I want to circle back to your arch enemy coach. I want to circle back to him because I feel like even when he made his most head scratching moves, I felt like even then I was willing to give him the benefit of the doubt. Let's see if, you know, let's see if trading shady McCoy was a good idea. Sounds crazy. Doesn't make any sense to me, but okay. All right. Let's, let's see what happens here. You think this team is better? You think this locker room will be better off without Deshaun Jackson? You think just releasing him and not getting any compensation for him, letting him just go down right down I-95 to a division opponent? Is Where cool. he proceeded to score two touchdowns, two touchdowns a game every time he plays you. Mm-hmm. You you well look that once again I said let's wait and see. We waited. We saw it was a failure. But but what I'm saying is before we got to those games, I was more than I was willing to give that guy out of respect for you. I'm not going to say his name. I was willing to give that guy the benefit of the doubt. I am saying now you yeah, were. Yeah, you know I wasn't. No, you're you're right, and 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 just like any other time when we've done a show, I'm willing to admit that I'm wrong. I was dead wrong. I wanted to give. Well, you know, I, I will say this. Hey, you know, I was wrong uh, to give him the benefit of the yeah, doubt. I'm not saying I agree with him. We don't need to say anything else. You said you were wrong. We could end the show there. <laughs> it's been great. <laughs> Whatever, man. It has been great, and. <laughs> Look, there, there's more to debate where this is concerned. But nonetheless, we want to know what you think of this show. So hit us up, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, at B-I-T-W Sports, or Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Jonesy and Brown. You know, three words, Jonesy and Brown. He's Jonesy, I'm Brown. Thank you for checking us out. We will talk to you whenever we feel like talking to you again. We ain't, ain't, ain't on our schedule. Can't nobody tell us when to do a show. We'll do it when it's we our show. It's our show. We do it when we feel like it. And you'll watch it or you'll listen to it and you'll like it. Because we're Jonesy and Brown. Peace, y'all. We'll talk to you later. We'll talk to you guys later. Peace. You feeling this podcast? To hear this and more, go to soundcloud.com slash B-I-T-W sports or on iTunes or Apple Podcasts and search Best in the World Sports. You're listening to the Green Over Everything podcast with Jonesy and my man Brown.